In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Heavenly King, Paraclete, Spirit of Truth, You who are everywhere present and fill all things, treasury of all that is good, master of life, come, dwell within us, cleanse us from all stain, and save our souls, O good one. Mary, cause of our joy, pray for us. Well, we're working on the Gospel of John. We're in chapter 6, and we finished last time um, with verse uh, 39. I'm going to pick it up from there and move on in this discourse. But before I do, I want to give you an idea of the density of this text, the mystery that is being mediated to us here, and is being mediated by allusions to all of the Old Testament. Uh, the eternal, incarnate Son of God is describing how He wants to keep us alive until we die, go see Him, and have our bodies transformed at the last day. And so, we have Son of Man, we have the basic framework of the is the manna. And along with that, the desert wandering, including the murmuring and all that we've seen so far. The notion of the bread from heaven, linked sometimes and sometimes going, going beyond wisdom. We have the notion that receiving this uh, bread, as we'll see today, uh, you, you will live forever and you're not cast out. Those are both Genesis you know, I'm, I'm restoring on that level the Garden of Eden, okay? Then the whole notion of being raised up on the last day, the whole idea of, as we're going to see in a moment, um, looking on the sun and having life, being taught by God, wisdom is food and drink, live forever and eternal life. <coughs> <coughs> These are all themes either stated or alluded to in this text because it is so full and it's so awesome that the Word of God Himself, eternal God, creator of the world, through Him all things were made, is among us as a man and then offers His body and blood for us knowing that it will be food for eternal life as after it passes through the cross and the resurrection. And that's why this text is so dense and requires a good deal of reflection. All right. This is the will of the one who sent me, that I lose none of all that he has given to me. That theme is in chapter 10 and in chapter 17 of John. But that I raise it up on the last day, which comes from chapter 5 as well as other places. Raise it up. This is a promise. Now, this is the will of my Father, that all who look on the Son and believe in Him should have eternal life. And I will raise Him up on the last day. Now in that one statement, we have the will of my Father. All who look on the Son and believe in Him is an allusion to the bronze serpent. 
I'll read for you. They're, they were murmuring. And this is, we're sick of this food and so forth. At this, God sent fiery serpents among the people. Their bite brought death to many in Israel. The people came and said to Moses, We have sinned by speaking against Adonai and against you. Intercede for us with Adonai to save us from these serpents. Moses interceded for the people. Now Adonai answered him, Make a fiery serpent and put it on a standard. If anyone is bitten and looks at it, he shall live. If anyone, if we just saw here, look on the sun and believe in him, should have eternal life. This is a, a foretaste, a promise of that. So Moses fashioned a brown serpent, which he put on a standard, and if anyone was bitten by a serpent, he looked on the bronze serpent and lived. Now in the Eric Aramaic translation of that particular part of the book of Numbers, the word used for, it means to gaze on, almost with a sense of belief. Uh, and so, uh, that's the, um, it's an allusion to the bronze serpent, another allusion. And I will raise him up on the third day. Then once again, the Jews murmured about this, that he said, I am the bread come down from heaven. Now they murmured. We've gone through that before. It's all over, but you can look at Exodus 16 for one place. And they said, Is not this Jesus the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? And that goes back to the text and the synoptics and so forth. Huh? Uh, how does he say now I have come down from heaven? They're both true. That's why. He was born of the Virgin Mary in Nazareth of Galilee. And you do know him. But on another level, you see, he has come down from heaven and you don't know him. So, Jesus answered and said, Stop murmuring among yourselves. Once again, we have the basic principle of the whole discourse. No one can come to me. Which is a synonym for belief in John, right? If anyone thirsts, let him come to me. Let him believe and so forth. Um, unless the Father who sent me draws him. Even the word there for draw could be, probably is, an illusion for those who read that were reading the Bible in um, in Greek to a text in Jeremiah, you know, this attraction, this drawing, okay? Uh, and so, uh, we move on from there. Draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. This is the first, second, third time we've had this promise that we have to look on ourselves as immortal, even physically immortal. And we're made so by the body and blood of Christ given to us in bread and wine for to take into our body. Now we've talked about that and that this is Jesus' way of implementing what he says. As the Father sent me, so I send you. And as I live by the Father, so you live by me. And you live by me because as I live by the total gift of the Father to me, you live by the total gift of myself to you, including my body. And that's the meaning of the Eucharist. Okay. Um, 
No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Okay. And I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Now that's an explicit text from Isaiah 54, uh, 13. It's in Isaiah 54, and you're beginning to get familiar with the Bible, then you know um, we're in the next to last chapter of the second part of Isaiah. It's a wrap-up part. And so, uh, let me read it for you. Your sons will all be taught by God. Let me see. Unhappy creature, storm-tossed, disconsolate. See, I will set your stones on carbuncles and your foundations on sapphires. I will make your rubies, rubies your battlements and your gates crystal. This is all picked up in the book of uh, Revelation. Your sons will all be taught by God. By God. And that's what he's saying, you see. They, the, um, they will be taught by God. They will come. And all who have heard from the Father and learned, come to me. That's a gift. Come to me. Yes, Christianity, being a Christian is a choice. You can will it or not will it. But the very possibility of becoming a Christian depends on the call of the Father. Uh, okay. Now, not that anyone has seen the Father except him who is from the Father. He has seen the Father. Who is from the Father? Jesus. So this is Son of Man talk, right? Son of Man is the one who comes down from heaven and goes back to heaven. And that's Jesus. After having accomplished the work. That's why he is that text again in Isaiah uh, in 55. The word of the God, word of God comes down and does what is sent for him. That's Jesus. And so, uh, Amen, Amen, I say to you, the one believing has eternal life. And eternal means divine life. Uh, then, for the last time, he says, I am, Egoimi, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the desert and they are dead. This is the bread coming down from heaven. This is the manna. Myself, my body. I'm the living bread. Okay? I'm ready, as he calls himself, the bread of life. That concludes uh, exactly word for word um, from uh, the text we're going to see. Again, the conclusion of the next section. Um, so far, all the time that our Lord has described himself, when he described himself in terms of bread, he says, I am the bread of life. Now that is Jesus talking about himself as wisdom and Eucharist. Now he's going to start talking about himself as Eucharist and wisdom. And you can discern that because in verse 51, he no longer says, I am the bread of life. He says, I am the living bread. I'm the living bread 
come down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. That means I'm the tree of life. The tree of life in the garden, if anyone eats of this, he will live forever. I'm the tree of life. You eat me, you live forever. But you've got to take me in, not just in your body, as we've already given little examples, but in your spirit. You've got to be a total taking in. And so we beg the Lord for faith all the time so that we can really do that. So that it doesn't get to be routine. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. This is the most explicit he's been up to now in the discourse. Okay. Now the word for for there is iper, which is always, you know, this is my bread, this is my body, given iperimon for you. So my flesh for the life of the world. All sorts of uh, echoes of other New Testament texts there. And of course, and the word became flesh. And this flesh of mine is given to you, having passed through the cross and resurrection, is given to you for life, now and forever. The Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, how could he give us his flesh to eat? Now they're really scared. They see now that this is not just wisdom talk. You know, It wasn't before, but they could have thought so. Jesus then said to them, if you do not eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood. Now, we haven't listened to that title for a long time. The Son of Man, the one who comes down from heaven and who imparts God's knowledge, God's blessing, and ultimately God's salvation, you see. That's the Son of Man. You see, if you do not eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you can have no life in you. And so we'll stop there and pick up the rest of the text in a moment.